So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? Why Wait. didn't you? Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to see how you'd react. That's not. Don't do that. That's so mean. Why would you do that? That's funny. And we're rolling. And we're rolling. Well, welcome rude. back. Uh, rude. Welcome back. I'm feeling rude today, I you guess. You are. You're sassy today. <laughs> a little bit. Hi, guys. I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies. Literally all kinds. And we saw a musical. We did. New and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile holiday special. Woo! Hey, I'm watching our dog as he creeps towards the end of the bed. And, and he's dead. And we're dead. settled. We're, okay. and we're settled. We had boy. a rough 48 hours with Bud. Not rough, just more disconcerting. 48? 48, 24. 24. Well, it's been longer for me because I've noticed he has this little like hot spot, what's known as a hot spot, and like his little puppy armpit. He gets Wi-Fi in his armpit. He gets Wi-Fi saying. in his armpit. Yeah, oh a, my God, we save so much it's money. It's a great signal. It's great. The it's, password is W-O-O-F-123. <laughs> the network is Kempton Hotels. And, <laughs> and the, the password, password is guest. Um, yes. Yeah, he's got a little rash. He's got one under his armpit. And uh, we've been looking at some at-home treatments. Because and... it's like this is our first dog. Like, yeah. you know, I we both had family dogs. But it's like looking back, I'm like, what? the things that we did to our family dogs were not okay. <laughs> like, oh, we'll just leave him outside for 10 hours. Sure. He'll be fine. Yeah. Stuff like that. And now that we have our own dog, we're helicopter parents about it a little bit. A little bit. We just want to make sure we're not killing him. Right. It's like, oh. we're responsible for it. That, that shit happens all the time. Yeah. We're, or maybe it's just the internet makes it seem like it happens all the time. Yeah. And it like doesn't actually The Washington happen. Post articles that are just a little bit inflated. Just a little bit. Just <laughs> enough to make you stay up at night thinking about it for about 20 minutes longer than you should. But still, I mean, this is as close to a kid as we'll... Yeah. Get. Right. So we so, want we want to keep you alive as long as possible, he's, sweetheart. And he's like he's passed out. He's, he's passed not, out. He's he doesn't care. He doesn't he's, care. And he's a dog. He's, he's like I don't. I'm fine. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Other than that, we're uh, we're getting ready to head to Oregon yes. in a few days for the Christmas holidays. So Are we, we still to... gonna do uh, the holiday special that I told you about with a guest? Where? Oh. Remember? Should we wait? I don't, I think I remember, but I also don't want to like confuse this with something else. Okay. Why don't you tell people what so, you're thinking? So what I was thinking, yes. and this is a very special episode idea for me, um, Ben and I have never watched any of the Hallmark Holiday Channel movies. Oh God. We've never watched any of them. And so my friend Liz, uh, Elizabeth McGarry, she's one of my closest friends, has seen probably all of them. <laughs> And as such, has come up Why? with a drinking game oh, no. that is amazing. No, so I don't drink, so I would be shit faced. I know. Well, we could. You could just do every other. <laughs> so just sip eggnog. Yeah, exactly. I'll so uh, we would pounds. do. We would watch that and then record like directly after. Maybe oh. not directly after, because <laughs> I would be very loud. It would be like drunk history, but with a Hallmark movie. Exactly. Oh, no. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds. Maybe we could get Lin Manuel. So great. 
we could yell across the street. Or the to guy see that if did the uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" drunk history guy. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite he was ones. A mess. Yes, stresses me out. Yes, just stresses. So at me any rate, out. that was an idea that I. Had I think for that would episode. be fun. I think so too. I'm taking the mic with me. So okay, good. That's right, because you have voiceover can, stuff. Yeah, to maybe do. we can uh, get get old Liz McGarry. Get her to, in to saddle up and yep. head on over. Yep. Yeah, She's, I think that'd be fun. Okay, because yeah. that's one idea I had. So we're getting ready. We're packing our mic yes. as we head to Oregon for yeah. the holidays. Yeah, we'll be there for like 10 days. Get out of New York for a while. We've got a lot of stuff planned. Oh my God, so much. It's going to be go, go, go. We're going to go see the Star Wars movie. We are going to see the Star Wars which, movie. Are you excited? I I like popcorn. Yeah, that's about as, as excited as I am. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm just like, I, I, I'm like a battered housewife at this point. <laughs> Where Last Jedi kicked me so hard in the balls that I'm just going back for more, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Like Tina Turner style. You know. Like, it's... Yeah, just hit me again. Yep. I gotta see how it ends. I'm not gonna not see the movie. Right. Like some asshole who's like, no, I don't wanna see I'm not gonna uh, Rise see of Skywalker. But we haven't seen Joker and we're going to see this. We're waiting for our SAG screeners. Oh. I don't think we'll get bad. a SAG screener for Star Wars, but I we will get a SAG I screener. I hope we don't get a SAG screener for Star Wars. <laughs> I really hope we don't. Bless. <laughs> Bless, but if you want to see Adam Driver in an amazing movie, I watched Marriage Story on Netflix, uh, also starring Scarlett Johansson. Um, a, a handful of amazing actors show up in this movie. Laura Dern is in it. Yes. Uh, Ray Liotta. Alan Alda? Alan Alda! Fucking Alan Alda! Fucking Alan Alda. It's like seeing your grandpa, you yeah. know? He's like, ah, hey, Hawkeye. It's good <laughs> to see ya. We are gathered here in Conclave Met. <clears throat> Thank you. So. And uh, Julie Haggerty, who yeah. who plays uh, Ryan Reynolds' mom in Just Friends, who's hilarious. Hello, Joyce. Hello, Joyce. Um, she was also in the movie Airplane. Very talented Canadian comedic actors. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, Marriage Story on Netflix. Yes. Watch that, because Adam Driver is fucking amazing. Okay. In it. And so, so is Scarlett Johansson. So we're heading to Oregon. We're seeing the Star Wars, but we should watch a Marriage Story instead. Not together. Not Don't together. watch it with your spouse. I would not recommend watching it with oh, your spouse. Oh, okay. It's one of those movies that I think you have to see on your own. Okay. It kind of makes you appreciate your marriage even more because I think we're doing well. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like too. being married to you. I mean, you know, 10 plus years together yeah. and, and five plus years married. Right, So right. It's, it's a movie that, you know, is about two people more or less kind of coming apart but mm-hmm. they have a kid you know mm-hmm. and so like and and they're both actors and like do we live in la or live in new york and i'm like oh jesus this movie this doesn't feel too I real i don't want to watch this with megan <laughs> at all <laughs> we should watch this individually <laughs> lots coming up right now <laughs> we can talk about this later we'll watch it separately right exactly yep. we'll compare notes yep and we'll see if we want a divorce exactly <laughs> bring a lawyer just in case just in case SAG so. will be involved in proceedings <laughs> that's right because it was revolving around a SAG screening oh uh, so yeah we're excited to see the holiday lights and all the festoonery and the chaos that will ensue. The ultimate chaos. Just like the movie we watched yesterday. Which was... Hey, Griswold. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. National, National Lampoon's, Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Which came out in 1989, starring, of course, Chevy Chase as America's favorite lovable buffoon, oh. Clark Griswold. Yep. Do you not like Clark? 
Clark Griswold? I get frustrated Why? by him. I get because he's so manic and everything <laughs> is justified by, oh, it's okay, so-and-so. I'll just need a little bit more polish. That's all. Like, he, there was somebody said in the movie, and I think this is so true for any and all of the Lampoon, like, vacation movies with the Griswolds. Uh-huh. He said, you're the last true family man. It might be true. And, and I, I think that's so very true. Very much so. Because it's like, and I don't know if it was like a commentary on like, you know, how families are spending more time apart, even in those days. Sure, like, sure. Uh, my family was very, very close-knit growing up. We've since grown apart. No, um, <laughs> we've, we were very, very close-knit, and like a lot of this stuff reminded me of that. But um, I don't know, it just, it makes me frustrated to see a, a parental figure force everybody else to do what he wanted to do oh which was which was frustrating even though other people were offering solutions and other people are offering alternative ideas and he's like nope we're doing it my way and everybody's gonna put a fucking grin on because that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna have the pictures to show it like it it stresses me out i feel uh i feel the opposite in that and maybe it's because i'm a man and that he does a lot of things that i associate with men's behavior trying to fix stuff trying to fix stuff acting stupid and buffoonish pig-headed okay but also like you're right he is like the last american family man he's he has so much enthusiasm and whether you compare this to uh vacation european vacation uh, Christmas vacation, which is weird because they don't really go on vacation in this movie. But anyway, they, I digress. Yep. Because they yeah. go to Wally World in the first one, they go to Europe in the second one, and this one isn't really a vacation. I think they maybe tacked the word on to make right. it like sort of flow as like a that's a huge a franchise. Now I'm furious. <laughs> My ears just got hot. I'm furious and at that now. Inter- and interestingly enough, Vegas vacation didn't have National Lampoons in front of it because I don't think they like got. I, I, I don't Got know, the like, rights? the rights or the Which blessing actually, or something, because I think National Lampoon's was out of business by before then. Before we started watching these movies, <clears throat> that was the only Lampoon Vacation movie I had seen. Right, right. That and was the only is, one. This, so this makes the second. Yeah. You haven't seen European Vacation. No. But it's all right. It's. it's I think I'm okay missing that one. <laughs> I'm good with that. But I like Clark's enthusiasm. He In, in this film particularly, he's, he's trying to create the perfect family Christmas. Yes. He has all of these memories from his childhood about how wonderful Christmas is and the day itself and how special it is and the gifts and the families being together. I have commentary on that. Do you really? I do. But it's it's commentary. (laughs) It's like a plus to what the movie did about that, which I really like. But do the do the plot breakdown. Okay, so let's let's not lose track of that. So the movie came out in nineteen eighty nine, uh directed by Jeremiah S. uh Chechik. Chechik? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I think the thing he's he's best known for other than this is he directed a movie called Benny and June with Johnny Depp. Have you seen Benny and June? No. Oh, I think that'd be a great movie to do. But no, I, I actually that saw one. that movie in the theater, um, in the Elsinore Theater. Okay. But uh, written by John Hughes, who many of us know for The Breakfast Club, um, a lot of John Candy comedies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, yes. Uncle Buck. He also wrote uh, Weird Science um he's uh, sadly passed away he uh, died in uh, 2009 mm-hmm. but uh home alone was also a big one for him so john hughes has very much like a specific style you hear that name and you think of like good writing but also like a very specific style almost of filmmaking and of tone 
And I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how this is so different from the first Vacation movie. It is. Because it's almost like the first Vacation movie is kind of like Caddyshack style. Yeah. And then this one is like, oh, you can tell this is a John Hughes movie. Well, okay, movie I'll, to a point. I'll, I'll hold my thoughts on yes. that. But yes, I do have uh, thoughts. So yes, Christmas Vacation, uh, plot breakdown by IMDb. The Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turned into a big disaster. Predictably is exactly right. <laughs> but yes, you go into exactly. these movies knowing it's going to be a disaster. And that's the thing. It, it even says it's that like at the beginning and, with yeah. a little Santa cartoon. It's right. like everything Where goes wrong. Everything was fine wrong. until he got to the Griswold house. And then he gets there and shit falls <laughs> and apart. Almost it dies. already before the movie starts is like predictably everything is Starring, going to go Starring, of course, Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold. Beverly D'Angelo returns to play his wife, Alan. Her. Juliette Lewis, very young Juliette Lewis, who plays the daughter Audrey. Um, some other notable cast members, Doris Roberts plays uh, Beverly D'Angelo's mom. Randy Quaid returns his cousin Eddie. Um, a few good character actors, including Sam McMurray, who was the husband in Drop Dead Gorgeous, but he's in like uh, Kirstie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I think, fresh off of her stint in Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Yeah, early, like, 89, so I'm not sure if Seinfeld came out yet. Right. And also Brian Doyle Murphy, uh, Bill Murray's, uh, Murray, excuse me, Bill Murray's younger brother. Yes. Who's, who's done a lot of work with uh, Chevy Chase as well. Yes. So, yeah. That's pretty much it for the plot. I mean, again, you go into these movies knowing that shit's just going to go wrong for it, Clark. Right. And he's just going to keep pushing this boulder uphill until he finally gets what he wants. E- even in the opening scene where they literally go out into the wilderness to, to get, get their Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. <laughs> he didn't bring a saw. No. So they have to pull, pull it, it out, out of the, the ground, ground roots and all. Which would never happen. Oh, of course Physics it would never happen. would never happen. Movies are bullshit. Never. But movies it's still are funny. bullshit. So ridiculous. <laughs> it's still Right funny. off the bat, the very first thing that I wrote down was what is happening with the daughter's eyebrows. Oh. If you go back and frozen? look at that. No, no, oh. no. If you look at her eyebrows, they're like pulled up individually. Oh. Wasn't that she, a thing like, like in the late 80s, early 90s where you like... Up yeah like threading or whatever like, no no, no. threading is where you like it's basically a different way of tweezing oh god gotcha. but no this is something where it's like they're like almost i don't know claws coming off of her eyebrows okay they're so intense <laughs> and i didn't know what didn't to do notice. with it That's crazy yeah and like oh my god it was so ridiculous <laughs> so ridiculous um no but i really actually because i i think the biggest difference here for me is is that first of all two things there wasn't the woman throughout the entire thing oh yeah, that yeah. chevy chase is there trying always is though. to there's always a woman a but woman, in the first right. one it was like he practically was trying to run away from his family to go be with this woman right, right. and like very much would have had sex with her if he had not been like caught or something right right and like Oh, my God. And the thing is that his wife is so dutiful and wonderful and supportive and hot, by the way. Yeah. Like, like he's got this very attractive wife. And so it's... But then, like, I was like, oh, the first time that we see her, I even wrote down, like, good on you. Uh, What was it? Ellen. No, no, no. Not the the woman at the store. Oh, I see. Where he was, like, looking for items and he's, like, this really hot, busty lady that's trying to help him find something at right. the store it's like it's like a piece of lingerie yeah and like and she he kind of like tries to flirt with her and she's sort of like i'm sorry can i help you with something right. but that's the thing is that clark is is bad at flirting right like, he's terrible at he it. is i guess it wouldn't be any <laughs> wouldn't be the christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are harder than they are Whew, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out. 
yes, yes. Yeah. And I was fine with it. I was yeah. like, yeah, go go you, like, mall girl. Like, give him back, like, the nonsense that... But then she's like, yeah, I'm wearing the same underwear. And pulls her skirt right up to show her entire left ass cheek. I was like, what is You can't really, like, see happening? her ass cheek. You oh, can my see, God. Okay, In you can no see world would the that angle ever and be the outline okay. of her Movies butt. are massive bullshit. <laughs> and this is a prime example. I was like, I was great with it. And then all of a sudden it took a hard left and i'm like yeah let's just show our asses in the middle of a store to say of yeah, course that would never happen this is what your wife's ass will look like if you buy this underwear because yeah, she's selling lingerie she's like well this is what it would look like because yeah, it was wrote, like an invisible strap or something in like all that. caps what the fuck woman showing her underwear at the store and he even shows it to his son he's like see well he doesn't even realize rusty's there at first like, like he rusty, he sees no rusty lines. but he doesn't really like oh my recognize god. it's rusty he's like oh shit we should get out oh here. my god he's terrible at flirting like he of course when he would come across an attractive woman at the lawn Ray counter who's trying to sell him some stuff yeah he would of course get into the his bumbling of flirty like like mixing up his words yes. and like freudian slips and all this kind of yes. shit like it's very true to being a guy because right. we're easy because sex and that's that's uh, it uh, like deer in the uh, headlights like uh, yeah so it's it's just it's very true to his character. i was i just wrote them that i was glad that there was even though that was frustrating i was glad that there was less of it because true. i think that was the big thing in the first movie yeah you had a big problem with that well i had a big problem with that but also too in the first movie we talked about how they didn't really know what audience to go for because it yeah. was kind of for families but it was also like this rated r really kind of like caddyshack yeah, sort and of this style was definitely like I would be fine showing this to kids. Sure. The other one, it's like, no, don't show that to kids, even though I'm sure a bunch of kids saw it. Yeah. But for this one, yeah, absolutely. I'd be fine with that. And even jumping ahead a little bit to where he's like staring out the window and like having his Christmas fantasy, but then all of a sudden like she shows up and she's like on the diving board and he's like pressing his nose against the window. Right. She's like, come on, come on. He's like, no. No, no, I can't. No, I couldn't possibly. No, even could though possibly it's it's not real. Yeah, and right. uh, like his little uh, his little uh, second n- niece, second niece or something know. like that comes on. She's like, like Uncle Santa Clark, Claus? what are you doing? He's yeah. like, ha! Ah! Right. And then he has this really touching moment with her about like Santa Claus and how uh, you know the meaning of Christmas and all this stuff. So I, I feel like you come back to that nice sort of John Hughes level of like family exactly. and togetherness. And again, you didn't have that in the first one because I, right. they didn't know what audience to write and that's actually what i liked the most about this movie mm-hmm. is that it knew what audience it was yeah it's like the little this is something you jokes. can watch it's like in beauty and the beast when clockwork clockwork orange <laughs> wow <laughs> no when clockwork oh, orange God. in beauty and the beast oh david ogden styers who voiced cogsworth my hand is covering my face no longer right now us. cogsworth is jerry orbach when cogsworth says fuck my life no when cogsworth says he's telling the beast he's like oh you know chocolates flowers promises you don't intend to keep keep." it's like that's for the parents in the audience for mom and dad that's what this movie this is a movie like you watch with mom you watch with the family two kids so i loved that i really liked that this came out the year before home alone came out and still and it, it really has a lot of that vibe because a big part of the plot is that they invite both of their in-laws over so Can clark's parents imagine? and uh, oh my god no like why no. 
I get, and like they did a great job explaining why. Sure. He's like, I've always wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, let's do the his, big family Christmas, which right. they've never done. Can, and that's what he had as a kid. And they're and, and I think they're always traveling, and so let's yeah. stay home. I'll decorate the house. We'll have right. the parents over. Right. We'll make it a big, uh, just this big thing. And the I'm going to dedicate the lights to. Oh yeah, my god! He puts twenty five thousand bulbs. But it on like his actually house. shuts. It drains down. the power from the tri-state area, and you have all these great little cutaways of like them activating the nuclear power auxiliary right. backup so they can power the rest of the city and keep his lights on yep it's fucking hilarious That's ridiculous. and he's like actually crying over the lights at several <laughs> different moments yeah like it's such a big deal and like i wouldn't have known i guess i don't really know because we've never decorated a house with lights mm. but after helping my dad and my mom with that knowing how much physical energy he's goes like, into he's decorating stapling like house. every three inches right and, and almost like going dies through the wire almost dies like multiple four times. times yeah it's amazing and his neighbors uh julie louis dreyfus who's one of his neighbors they're yes. like this really rich hoity-toity fitness couple ben we're that couple we're not that we we're, are that couple we're not rich though we are no not yet but <laughs> we're that couple we're we are the love, childless but. we are the childless couple that has similar if not matching workout gear right you and i go to the gym both wearing row house gear <laughs> top true. to bottom it's true. and come home to our childless but dog filled with love home. But those two are like really bitchy people. Though. They are. They're, They're like complete art deco yeah, type. Just like... horrible. Like that late eighties, early nineties art deco that I, I remember one of my cousins having in her house, We're... which was terrible. Terrible. We're the couple that like people want to invite to the dinner party to make sure that it's fun. <laughs> but we leave early. But we leave early because, because we have dog. to get home to the dog. Not our kids, but our dog. And we just Irish goodbye sometimes. Yes, like, that's We us. get a picture. We say, all right, see you. Okay. And we're gone. Love uh, you. I got to get home to the dog. Bye. Yep. We did one uh, round of Cards Against Humanity and we're going to go. So they invite the in-laws over and of course everything just takes on kind of a deeper layer of drama. Yeah. Where Clark's just trying to keep everything organized and keep everybody happy happy he ends up getting trapped in the attic oh my god that was i think by far my favorite part yeah. of the whole movie the most physical comedy i think you've seen clark griswold go through is when he's like getting hit in the face with that shit. was amazing he gets that hit was in the face so with the ridiculous. attic ladder there's like boards in the attic that he's just like turning around and getting and hit, hit in with the face with three times and then it's like because he gets stuck there no right. it's actually four times well, I, he gets hit with the stairs, and then there's three boards. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I guess but, four total. But, but he's, like, up there because everybody goes off to do their Christmas shopping, and he gets stuck up in yeah. the attic. Yeah. And he ends up dressing like Norma Desmond. Yes, watching all freezing these, up there. All of these 50s movies it on reel to reel. It was so amazing just to see the unraveling of a man <laughs> trying to have the Christmas that he wants for his family. And he ends up looking like a Grey Gardens <laughs> right. hag watching video. She like literally yeah, that is something like from Lange. Grey Gardens. Right. right. Oh, my God. It was so great. And he ends up like destroying most of his house because of not only the lights which won't work like he he gets them working eventually but he ends up like kicking all of his decorations in the yard and yeah all of this kind of ends up losing his temper yep. a lot which is very and then too the like the the crazy characters that are invited over that are oh cousin like, eddie who shows up cousin eddie shows up out of nowhere and then the aunt and uncle that are super super yeah. like super old like, like they're not the, even super old but they're like mentally not well yeah yeah like they're on 
like they're on the spectrum a little bit. I like don't, there's one who has a toupee good. and one who's right. like, and, and he's also smoking cigars constantly. Right. The, the older, other one, like the grandma is up like, her, wraps up her cat. Yeah. Like she just, she's a little confused, I guess. So she just grabs items from her house and just puts them in boxes. And, and for grace, she <laughs> says the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> right. When she's asked to pray, she says the, the pledge okay, of allegiance. Okay. If someone, if my mom asks you for a Christmas dinner, <laughs> you absolutely can do that. Absolutely. You absolutely can do that. <laughs> but then she's sure going to she hit you that. with your, with her She'll napkin like, and okay, say, okay, on. let's. All right. It's real funny, Ben. Yeah. Let's, real let's real do a guy. real one now. <laughs> You still want to be married to my daughter <laughs> you'll say a good prayer maybe but like the the thing that the mom said it's, it's like it's christmas honey so we're all we're in misery all together in misery. right right like, we're all making sacrifices she's like smoking in the kitchen yep you know oh my god yeah it was it's just... it's everything families go through during the holidays when you put that many people together can i refill your eggnog for you get you something to eat Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. And I, the one part of it too, which again, I'm fine with spoilers because if you haven't seen it at this point, this movie's thirty years old. It's fine. Uh, I did not expect that Randy Quaid would go and get the boss. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not nice see that twist. coming. Nice I little twist. I did not see. Yeah, that. I feel like the movie continues to sort of progress and develop there's never really a lull something insane is always happening Mm -hmm. even to the point where long story short clark was counting on his christmas bonus because he was going to install a pool right but as it turns out his boss played by brian doyle murray uh just skimped on bonuses that year just so he can save on his bottom line so nobody gets a bonus jelly of the month club yeah yeah whatever the fuck that is it's literally you get a gym membership no it's preserves. It's preserves. <laughs> he literally. I, actually, I would actually love that. He, yeah. It's like, oh, I guess we got strawberry basil this month. <laughs> this is Concord grape for March. And he has the same sort of pop off explosions that he had in vacation where he just he gets to a That's point exactly where he has of. this mental unraveling in front of everyone. But what he said in this was so much funnier. Yes. He goes on this, I think, 25 to 30 word adjective tirade about his boss number one number two and everyone's trying to leave after that they're like okay clark has lost it everyone's gonna go home and he's like no no yeah we're gonna have so much fun more fun than bing crosby having he tap dance with danny fucking k you know (laughs) 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 we have huge smiles on our faces and so yeah he has like the same sort of pop-off emotional explosions that he's known to have um and again like Cousin Eddie goes and kidnaps his boss because that's what Clark says. He's like, if I had my boss in front of me, I'd tell him what a fucking shit kicker, cheap ass tire kick, like all this. Right. And so Eddie goes and kidnaps his boss, brings him to the house, and they're like, oh shit. And I love what he said. He's like, I'm so sorry about him. Like, he's got more heart than brain. Right. And that's so true. I really appreciate that, Clark. It's so true. It's really nice of you to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, Eddie's got a heart of gold, but he's just not all there. No. Bless him. He's a couple fries short of a happy meal. So, yeah. The SWAT team shows up. Oh my God. There's some really great moments with them, too, because it's so extreme. Like, SWAT teams are like rappelling through windows. Yeah. Literally, every window in the house is kicked in. Yes. And like, the SWAT commander comes in and says, freeze! And all the SWAT team freezes in place. 
Right. And he's like, not, not you. <laughs> I, th- I, just, I love that shit. And I, then at the that's end, like, like some naked guns When they're all shit. caroling, but again, they're singing, uh, Oh, Say Can You See. Right. Because Grandma all is like confusing together. the songs. Yeah, yes. they're all singing together. And like the fact that Santa actually did appear in the sky, but it was the Griswold Santa that right. had been exploded. Because of the methane gas the from me- the sewer, because Cousin Eddie emptied his septic tank into the sewer outside yeah. of his house. <sighs> Yeah, oh my it's God. there's so much more like slapstick humor in this one than I think in the first. The first was a yeah. lot a lot of sort of like situational stuff, but again like it had this tone and vibe of again like are we making this for the family or are we making this for adults? Right. Is this Caddyshack or there is was, this a kids there movie? There were lots of homages to the first movie, sure, but sure. it also was its own standalone movie. Exactly. Like you could have seen this and have not seen the first one and you would not have missed a beat. And there's like, a reason why a lot of families watch this over the holidays because again it's written by John Hughes. It has that yeah. more of a family, but there's just a lot of slapstick sort of like for me like um Oh, the guys who wrote and, uh, and produced Airplane. I forget, yeah. I forget the last name of these guys. But it's just kind of a lot of silly humor. It's not quite Monty Python, but it's not quite Airplane and either. It's too, some in between. Yeah, I think, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, I didn't love this movie. And oh, okay. I think it's because I didn't watch it as a kid. Oh, maybe. Okay. I think, like, because I love Airplane. Yeah, me And too. I love, like, Probably those the funniest pr- Blazing movie Saddles. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I feel like the level of comedy here is similar. We're not going to call it the same, yeah. but it's it's got of that um and i didn't like it well I didn't you have like to remember both airplane and blazing saddles came out in the 70s but those were specifically comedies right like they knew what they were this this is a mel brooks movie yeah this is i want to say uh, it's not like, this those were yeah yeah uh airplane was produ- i'm that's gonna drive me crazy if i don't Look this up <laughs> You're gonna look real it up real quick. All right, like Please the Xanax, I think. The Xan—that's a drug, right, baby. Just put on, put on the elevator music. All right. right the Zuckers. Okay, Jerry and David Zucker. Okay, there we go. There we go. Now okay. I can sleep at night. Yeah, so it, it definitely had that kind of vibe, but again, Airplane and Blazing Saddles came out in the 70s, but they knew that those were specific comedies. You get into a movie like this, and I, I can't help but compare it to a movie like Home Alone, because yeah. that's also a family comedy written by John Hughes. Both have kind of a, a, a similar vibe. A lot of like physical slapstick happens to like the burglars in that movie. So this is like... So Rocket is dreaming right now. Yeah, this is his sleep barking. I'm amazed that we caught this. I don't think we've ever had this. He's literally asleep right now. Oh my god. It's probably maybe my favorite thing that our dog does. It's it's the cutest thing ever. Like yeah. every time he does this, I literally if I were doing open heart surgery, I would stop, watch my dog do his sleep barking, and then go back to the chest yes. cavity that was in front of me. Right. Yeah. Okay, he's done. Okay. All right. Good break. <laughs> Good break. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, I uh, so you you didn't like this I just as didn't much like it as much. I, but again, I started warming to it later through the movie. Sure. Once sure. we got past the part of again, Jessica Lang, Grey Gardens in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Once we hit that and then there were like uh, there was one other thing um There's like the turkey dinner, of course, was, which is uh, like a very that famous was, scene. I didn't get that though. The turkey dinner, I was like, why did it explode? <laughs> like, like eating like chipped turkey. That's yes. <laughs> nothing um, but but sound cues. Everyone's I like, I don't know. Like there was just something it. about it this time towards the end. Well, 
I had the same explosive energy that the first one did. And then we have this reveal of all so-and-so, whether it be Walt Disney or Wally World Walt Disney, I guess. Yeah. Or the boss coming in and realizing the error of his ways and how can I help. Yeah, yeah. And mending everything. It was and very like it it's a wonderful even life. better. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I I didn't love this, but I liked it better than I liked the original vacation yeah. movie. Yeah. And I and don't. And I didn't really love the that one. Either. I'm in the same vein. Like I like National Lampoon's Vacation. I I can't help but like take it for what it is and like what they were trying to do. Yeah. Like on like sort of the left brain level, but this one I think more embraces the kind of humor mm-hmm. it knows that it's a comedy but they also want to make it for family so there, i didn't feel like a conflict of like the tone of the movie right you knew that clark was just gonna bumble his way through christmas there was something that everybody could relate to yeah in this. very much so. whereas i feel like in you know the vacation one there are parts of it that you could relate to but you know sure. disposing of a body on the side of the road <laughs> right. is not something that everybody can necessarily relate to yeah if you can i'm sure that moment moment really spoke if, to you but. yeah like vacation feels like a bunch of writers got high and started to like write what just they the thought was funny just the worst things that yeah, happened yeah, yeah. to them on exactly. vacations exactly. no I thought it was fine again I think I would like it more because I know so many people that just love this movie yeah, this yeah. won the vote by a landslide yeah it's huge and so huge. I think that if I had seen this as a kid where some of it was like kind of naughty so that made it even more funny right. it's like I probably shouldn't be watching this I probably would have more nostalgia Maybe okay. Factor to okay. it that makes sense. But I think like all in all, if you had never seen this movie, it's fun. Watch it. Yeah, this is absolutely something. If you were to add this to your holiday movie exactly. watching, I would say throw this in. Exactly. It's, it's it's a good one. Yeah. Shall we jump to some trivia? Let's do trivia. Let's do this. Uh, cue trivia music. After failing to get the Christmas lights to work one last time, Clark takes his frustration out on the plastic decorations in the front yard. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger <gasps> when he punched Santa in the face. No! And then he starts kicking the reindeer because he he realized, like, oh, that hurt. But they just kept rolling, and that's actually the take they used in the movie. Oh, so. my God. Um, so the older aunt, the really old one who sings patriotic songs yes. instead of prayers and, and Christmas carols, did you recognize her voice? No. Okay. She was the voice of Betty Boop in the 1930s. No. Yeah, so this was her last movie. Her name is Mae Questel. Uh, this is her last movie. Uh, her film career began in 1930 as the voice wow. of Betty Boop. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She was adorable. Um, also, a minor earthquake occurred when those two arrived, when Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany arrived at the house, which they had to shoot around. I didn't see any sort of shaking because why would you shoot an earthquake fuck? why would they be like let's just hold <laughs> to see if there are any tremors right okay yeah, yeah, we're yeah. good let's so, keep going so they had to like shoot around this uh this earthquake that was that was going around what um according to randy quaid many of cousin eddie's characteristics were actually based on a guy that quaid knew which is classic actor stuff really uh, i guess a friend of his in texas was like exactly what cousin eddie was like like That's... heart of gold but a little bit of a dim one Oh my god. Can you think of like any specific moments that you think were improvised in the movie? It honestly, it all seemed scripted. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. all seemed very like John Hughes esque. There was like nothing that I thought was a bit out of place. A, a lot of it was, and something that was a little bit out of place for me anyway, which was at the end of the movie where Beverly D'Angelo improvised grabbing Chevy Chase's crotch. Oh. After she extended her hand to the SWAT team, she's like, Well, we're home. Yeah. And she and then, like cups his balls and yeah. she's like, What's left of it? And they did it in one take. And that's actually the one they ended up using. <laughs> she just decided to do it for some reason. That's amazing. And he held his own. Like, I remember looking at his face 
And I don't think he flinched. No. Like, not once. Like, that he just, didn't seem at all out of place. He kept it all together. Wow. Good <laughs> job, Bev. Uh, despite acting as the husband and wife duo in, as Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis, Mae Cuesta was 19 years old. 19 years older, excuse oh, me. God. Than her co-star. I was like, I'm sorry, At the time, what? she was 81 when this movie was made, and he was 62, which is weird, because he played old very, very well. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Um, the uh, the term Griswold House is now part of, like, the American language canon. Like, most people, when they see a house with too many lights, that's called refer Griswold? to it as a, as a Griswold House. Really? So that's now part of, like, an American sort of Christmas iconic word. I didn't know see. that. Yeah. So all of Peacock Lane in Portland, Oregon everything is just is a Griswold little, Lane. It's a little Griswold Lane. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. I love this movie. It was it was a lot of fun to see it again. I probably haven't watched it through in like ten years straight right. through, um, but again, I can I can find a lot of appreciation for it compared to compared to the original Vacation movie. Much more family friendly. Again, I would add this to any holiday movie queue. Um, I haven't seen, to be honest, I haven't seen Vegas Vacation, and I haven't seen the new Vacation movie. So oh, for me right. anyway, this is, and for a lot of people, this is actually held to the highest standard as far as like the funniest of the National Lampoon's mm-hmm. movies with the Griswolds. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this one has a lot of heart to it, a lot of really good messaging around the holidays, safe to watch with the family, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. There was something that you said you were asking me about and you're like, I'm interested to see what you think about this and I can't remember what it was. Oh, maybe we can refer back while we're editing. While we're editing and then pull the recording <laughs> equipment back out and be what like, was oh, yeah, it? Megan, what were your thoughts? Oh, it was oh. something about like how it was different from the original. We yeah, that's what I that. remember. Right. Uh, I can't remember. I think now. that was exactly it. How it this compares in from... tone right. to the first vacation. Here's movie. the thing. I don't know if I necessarily am ever going to like any of the vacation movies. Oh, okay. Ever. Why is that? I don't know. I think. I don't think you like Clark Griswold. I don't like Clark. I think he stresses you out. He does. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, asking why any, is silly. Yeah, why? But. Well, of course. Why wouldn't he stress you out? Yeah, like the he, idea... he gets himself into these ridiculous situations, and of course nothing like this would happen. But so, if your life were turned up to an 11, any man can be Clark Griswold. I know that. I'm aware. It just, I don't know. I guess it's like, I don't know. Even I... the way he interacts with his neighbors, like when he comes out with a chainsaw about to chop up the Christmas tree. Oh, that was something I was going to, oh my God. I was going to note on too, now that we've watched more movies, I can get some of the references in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like now that I've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, I got mass, that reference. The mass killer with the chainsaw, which we wouldn't have we without wouldn't, Texas nope. Chainsaw. And then I also caught too when she he was watching the lady in the pool at his window. Yeah, from uh, Fast Times. From Fast Times, yeah, which like I also yeah. would not have gotten if yeah. I hadn't have if oh, we no. hadn't have done this. So yeah, very much so. Uh, no, I think it was uh, the one thing I did want to say is that I actually didn't know this was a John Hughes film until after. Oh, okay. And so it's weird to me to see that this <clears> is a John Hughes film. To think about like Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, like Breakfast yeah. Club. Oh, Breakfast Club. Weird There's science. like yeah. So many things that he has done in so many different veins of film, but there's always like hints that you can see that you know it's his stuff. Yes. So it's just interesting to know that it's like, I don't like these vacation movies, (laughs) but I love him as a screenwriter. And it makes me a little angry. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, you put that kind of treatment to the Griswolds, to a National Lampoon's vacation movie, Mm -hmm. and it can make it good. It can can really flesh these characters out and give them heart. Instead of instead of Clark Griswold kind of buffooning his way through a vacation movie, 
He's tr- he's literally trying to bring his family together, which I think is something that's very admirable maybe and the, true to the holidays. Because maybe it's just I get frustrated that the wife never gets any credit because she's clearly an intelligent woman. Yeah, she's the counterbalance. She's, she's to the all perfect that. mom, <clears throat> yes. as it were. But I I hate how submissive she is because she's intelligent and she she's got a good head on her shoulders. She mm. can figure things out. Mm. And she's also a provider for the family. Mm-hmm. And I guess I get frustrated that he just takes over any and everything. He's going to do what he's going to do. That's the movie. Without that, we wouldn't that's have the movie. Those movies. If he were acting logically, this wouldn't be funny. Or if he was like, honey, what do you think we should do? Okay, let's follow <laughs> let's your idea. And let's she's do also, that. she's she's constantly giving him advice. She is. She's like the counterbalance. She has like all these little sort of asides where she's she the she's the one who one. ends up getting the lights working. Yeah. You know, like that's which is like a metaphor for their entire relationship. Yes, it is. Maybe <laughs> so that's why. can't why. we just appreciate that? Well, He's an idiot. She needs to be. Uh... <laughs> she did like five of these movies. I know. It just for some for some reason. If you didn't have Clark's buffoonery, these wouldn't. They be wouldn't. Funny. They, wouldn't, they be wouldn't be funny. They wouldn't work. But again, you know, I did appreciate, like you said, the sweet little moment that he had with his like second niece or whatever she yeah, was, yeah. where he was just being honest about like sometimes. He even like tried to convince himself if you're really good all year yeah, long and yeah. Santa will know, even though he's worked really hard at his job. And he's all like year really long. worried that he's not gonna get his bonus. He's like, and I he, can't even afford to be an elf right now. But I'm not gonna tell her that. He effectively you know? didn't. He yeah. effectively didn't get his bonus, if you think about it. Yeah. But he's still trying to give off this perfect family yeah. Christmas and is going out of his way to make sure everyone so like it's and very also, like, sweet. But buying uh buying the Quaid family gifts, like wanting to yes. give them a good Christmas there was, because they're so poor. There was one thing yeah. I did like just so fucking love, which was when he's talking to his dad. Oh yeah. After like shit has pretty much hit the fan. Everything has fallen apart. And he talks to his dad and he's like, we had such great Christmases. I mean, they were always a mess, but how did you get through it? And his dad's like, well, Jack Daniels helped a lot. <laughs> like, it just, I think Which that so moment true. just yeah. normalized that, like, we all have these really Everybody. insane holidays. Everybody. Like, we expect so much of ourselves and of other people and of the holiday that it's it like. It has to be perfect or it, it has, has to be, be perfect. This, because maybe it has to do with the birth of Jesus who we've been told was perfect. I don't know. I think it's commercialization of the holiday. <laughs> who, but... who is who's the son of the Virgin Mary, who is also perfect. You know, like everything just has to work out in this very specific order. But again, when you put th- when you put all these personalities together, mm-hmm. of course shit's going to hit the fan. Right. You know, like everyone loves but also secretly dreads getting together with your family. Yes. That's just the way that we're is wired. The 50-50 there's that stressors, it is there's history, the there's all of this yep. stuff because people are fucking complicated. Yep. You know, and you and it's nice to be able to like see something like this and just and just be able to to laugh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, booze helped. I, so try yeah, drinking. I just I just love that moment too because <laughs> yeah. it just like honored that he probably tried to do the exact same exact thing that same his thing. son is and doing. And his son's going to do the same thing. Yep. You know, and it's just guy. like you just it it helps to normalize, I think, A, the holiday season, mm. and B, his behavior. Yeah. Just to be like, I tried to, son. 
and I'm really glad I don't have to try anymore. <laughs> that I'm gonna watch you struggle it's bust through to it. To see you go through this. So though. I did love that. That yeah. was one thing I yeah, really loved about it. A lot of really it. nice moments in here. Also, the only National Lampoon's movie not to feature Holiday Road by Lindsay Buckingham. Well, that's a travesty. We can play that right now. Anyways, I love this movie. I hope you can get a chance to watch it during the holiday season. Yeah. Watch it with someone you love. I feel like it's it's a good kind of cuddle up laugh movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so I think that's just about everything from us. So we'll we'll see. I'm kind of curious what Hallmark movies, because there's, there's the thing. Aren't they all the same? They, that's why they're great, apparently. <laughs> they're all the same. But it's so irritated. It, so yeah, irritated. but like some of the drinking rules are like you have to take a shot or take a drink, maybe not a shot. Anytime someone's name is like Christmas related. Oh, so or every like time you hear Holly, like a, like a Shania Twain song. Uh, yes, or, yeah. or like the lead character is a female who just can't seem to find love because she's so she's busy. She's so busy. With work. I'm a therapist and I live in the city. And yeah. I don't have time for dating life and I need to make it to my Peloton. And yet class she's and, somehow just not satisfied and then she with her life. Bumps into someone on the street and papers go flying and then they all pick up the papers and their hands touch okay like, so you've oh. walked through about seven sips at this point <laughs> i would be your your drink ass. would be gone <laughs> if, after everything you've just said but like there's so many different movies that are like this like the christmas prince or whatever and these or, movies are still being made there's just there's oh, one that just came out with with amelia clark yeah that was in theaters for yeah. three days people Do love people this shit love this there shit? is a hallmark app ben <laughs> Specifically God for Hallmark movies. Save. This is a thing. Save so us, uh, there's please. a part of me that wants to put a vote out to see if people have a preference Ugh. of a specific Hallmark movie that is just ooh, it's just so Hallmarky. I would, I would instead, you can taste the envelope I would instead glue. put out a challenge to come up with the best fake Hallmark movie title. Oh, I love that. So just come up with whatever, like the Christmas and a tagline and a tagline. Okay. This has to. This is on the movie poster. Yes. For your Hallmark movie, it can yes. be whatever you want. It has to be. I don't know. Make you it know whatever what? you want. Let's do this. The person that comes up with the best fake Hallmark movie title with tagline gets two movie tickets. Great. Yeah. We'll get you two we'll get you two, we'll movie, get you two tickets. movie tickets. We'll get you a Regal Cinemas gift card or something. Yes. Let's do that. That's fun. In the spirit of giving. I fucking love that. Yeah. That's great. And it guess what? They also recently came out with a Hanukkah one and it backfired <laughs> severely. <laughs> I can't imagine so why. So we are going to open it up. It doesn't have to be Christmas related. It could be Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Yes. The any, you know, winter solstice. Any festive end of the year or, or whatever Christmas holiday is to any other culture. Culture. Yes, winter holiday related paganism. Hallmark any of movie title with tagline: Winner gets a two movie tickets. Two movie tickets. The equivalent of yes. Yeah, I like that. That's that's fun. really fun. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, happy uh, happy times coming happy up with those times. titles, man. Yes, I can't I'm wait. Really to see excited. This. And uh, hopefully we can announce uh, the winner on our next podcast. Yes, and of course we'll get in touch with you, but. Uh, Hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you tell your friends. And uh, you can follow us on the Instagrams 
Thank you for keeping all that up, by the way. You're welcome. Because I'm off social media and I'm not I doing know. any of that shit. I know. Well, so. you know. <laughs> so it's all down to you. You can you can just keep folding my laundry. I'll just How fold, about that? I'll just keep taking well, out your I leggings. I take care of the Instagrams. There you go. Okay, it's fair enough. It's all about compromise. It is. That's how it works. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays if we happy don't Kwanzaa, get... Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. We don't get this pod, the new podcast in before I Christmas. I hope we do. I hope we do, too. We should have some time. Yeah. But uh, thanks again for listening and have a great holiday. And we will uh, chat with you guys soon. Chat with you soon? We won't see you We're soon. We're not talking with them. We will talk at you soon. You will listen we will, to us you'll, you'll listen on your to commute. <laughs> soon whether you like it or not whether you like it or not if you subscribe we're gonna show up it's how that's it, how it that's works. how it works because you asked us to <laughs> happy holidays guys bye, bye.